following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 fabulous radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free online stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. I'm worldwide. I was talking with Superfly that I'm a celebrity in the Meyer Celebrity Pro-Am coming up on Tuesday at the beautiful Egypt Valley Country Club in Ada, just northeast of Grand Rapids. And he had an interesting question. He said, you know, if there's two flights, morning and afternoon, with one celebrity with each foursome, out of the 36 celebrities, where do you rank? And I said, you know, I... I don't have the final list yet from Kathy Cooper, the executive director of the Meyer LPGA Classic. But that's something a week from today when I'm live from the tournament at the Blyfield Country Club in Plainfield Township that I will address. Where did I rank with the other celebrities? And Brett kind of walked out quietly and said, only you could make the Meyer Celebrity Pro-Am about you. I don't know where I, where I would rank. I think Drew Neitzel, the former Michigan State Hooper, he's going to be in it. Usually they get a lot of the former wings. I've seen Mike Knubel. I don't rank in front of him. He's got a Stanley Cup championship ring. Superfly then popped back in and said, I think you would rank dead last with the... 36 celebrities for the Meyer LPGA Celebrity Classic. I've played in a couple of these. I've seen like McCarthy, the Cowboys coach, Trey Wingo. I saw Golick Sr. one year. So Meyer has all their corporate partners and they have a lot of celebrities who endorse products that you can find at your local Meyer. That will be interesting. Thank you, Superfly, for bringing that to my attention. Before the show, I had a chance to watch Rory McIlroy and his press conference the day after uh, this live PGA DP World Tour combination story broke. And, you know, I'm watching Rory on my phone, and he said he was alerted like 6.30 a.m. yesterday 
and he was not upset. He said it's not about the Live Tour. It's about the PGA Tour and the People's Investment Fund, which reportedly has over $600 billion in it, and the DP World Tour. And it's good for golf, and it's great for the game 10, 20 years down the road. And that some of the gentlemen beyond Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner behind the scenes, filled him in about some of the specifics connected to the deal. Which leads me to believe what I brought up 24 hours ago here on the Huled Show across Michigan, that to appease his big-name golfers and those big-name golfers who did not bolt for the big money on the Live Tour, that there'll be some compensation when this deal is finalized for those big-name golfers who did not leave. I saw one report that the number was $3 billion, with a B, $3 billion that was invested or agreed to from the Saudi side to the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, which is basically the old European Tour. And who knows if that's just the start. That's $3 billion with a B. So I would think Rory, Tiger... You know, JT, Justin Thomas, Spieth, uh, John Rahm, Finau, some of these bigger names that didn't leave, there should be a pretty darn good payday for them in terms of a bonus at some point, probably after the season is over, from this new deal. And I did send out a huge opinion, add huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, where I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, I don't agree with everything Saudi Arabia does or how they run their country, but as a country, America does a lot of business with Saudi Arabia. We have military bases. Investors and companies make money off of Saudi Arabia. So why can't the pro golfers do it? And that was always my stance in this live versus PGA Tour debate. Now, where the PGA Tour is stuck is that they did an about-face because... Of big money. And they threw out 9-11. That if you were supporting the Live Tour, you supported Saudis connected to one of the darkest days in American history. But then I step back and say, when you look at hypocrisy, and you look at the businesses, and you look at military bases we have there, and we've protected Saudi Arabia during Operation Desert Storm multiple times then why hasn't our country cut off relations? Well, obviously, it's about oil, OPEC, and money. And when you have $600 billion to invest, people listen. That's why our investor chain goes all the way through China. Forget about internment camps if you're Muslim. Forget about people making pennies, making shoes. That is the American way. And I wish I could stand on the moral high ground And only support those who do this or do this. Everybody has a right to their opinion. But you can look where most of your stuff is made that you use in this country. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite. And we're talking sports. And you'll get F1 races in Saudi Arabia. 
You had Ronaldo sign that big deal. And by the way, Lionel Messi reportedly turned down a two-year, $1 billion deal to play in the Saudi Pro Soccer League. He now will join Miami, inter-Miami as it's known, in the MLS in America. $1 billion over two years. And the report that I was reading before we began this broadcast that the Saudi, the People Investment Fund that they call it, they want to make a worldwide impact in sports. Well, they just did it with whatever the final numbers are with this PGA about face deal because if someone knocks on your door or talks to you through your lawyers and they start throwing around billions, you're going to listen just like any American company would, like any politician would. Money drives everything in this country. Greed can corrupt. I don't know if I would classify this as greed, but what the PGA Tour did in using 9-11 and then flipping on it for the money, that's something that Monaghan, I think, will never recover from, and I doubt he'll be commissioner long term. But if he's the guy that helped bring in $3 billion and maybe even more, whatever that final number is, he's not going anywhere. There's not 32 owners he has to answer to. The only way would be if all the big names in golf said, I wasn't going to play again until Monaghan is gone as commissioner, then he'd be gone in a heartbeat. So to appease that group, led by Rory McIlroy, who was the face of anti-live commentary, Tiger called that meeting of 20 top players. I think those guys are getting a cut. I really do. And we may never know. They don't have to divulge their bank accounts to us or the money they make. But we just think about this day with Messi turning down Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player in the world, and arguably, you know, Pele, Ronaldo. I'd probably go Pele, Messi, right? If you if you're saying the greatest of all time, a billion over two years. But he wasn't going to follow Ronaldo to Saudi Arabia. And the reports say that Messi is getting a cut of that Apple TV, MLS package, and more. And he has a huge home in Miami. And again, he's from Argentina, so my guess is a lot of nonstop flights from Miami International to South America and Argentina, family, friends. It's Miami. But the PGA Tour, using 9-11, when when our government never turned their backs on Saudi Arabia, when our government still has military installations in Saudi Arabia post-9-11, and I don't know exactly the dates, but before 9-11, when I think the number is over 50 years of doing business there, why are we going to step back and chastise pro golfers who chose to do it? We can rip the PGA Tour for doing the money flip. I don't agree with everything our politicians do, and that's an understatement. I don't agree with everything that every country does. But I do love my life in America, and I love the sports we cheer for, and it's awesome to see Messi coming to Miami and MLS soccer because I'm going to watch that now. I hardly watch anything MLS. Because they don't have the star power.
And the PGA Tour knew not only the $3 billion reportedly, uh, the first part of this money with this connection, but Brooks Kepka at the PGA Championship in Rochester, New York, or Mickelson in the weekend he had at Augusta. They need their stars for their TV deals, for their sponsors. They don't need ongoing litigation. They have the Ryder Cup coming up, which is, in Italy, the next one, one of the best things about golf. You don't need the world divided. At the end of the day, money fuels everything. It does. Somebody said, well, Bill, what if Michigan State gave you a million dollars to never say a bad word about them? I'd call Chris Ballas and say, my new name is Bill Comperoni. <laughs> hey, Chris, I changed my name. It's Bill Comperoni. I can't say a bad word about the Spartans anymore. Why not? Because I'm getting a million dollars a year from a booster. Are you a sellout? Damn betcha. I don't know if I would do that, but I'm telling you, if you if you guaranteed me $10 million, I'd have to listen. I can't say I would sell out. I would say it's a 99% chance of sellout rain. <laughs> I build Detroit Pistons. We're going to give you $500,000 a year not to ever say a bad word about the Pistons while we're in 22 years of the rebuild. Hey, you know what? I think it's awesome that a team has taken 22 years to get back to the playoffs. Huge or sellout? Damn betcha. Uh, Bill, Detroit Lions, we're going to give you a million dollars. That no matter what happens in the fall of 2023, you never say a bad word about the Lions. We do have a final update. The Lions finished 3-14, one of the most disappointing seasons in history. But you know what? Things look good in the future. <laughs> You're a sellout. I'm getting $2 million a year. But could I do that, Superfly? No. I couldn't do that. Is my nose hitting the glass on the window right now? <laughs> hey, the Grand Rapids Civic Theater welcomes Sports Pinocchio. <laughs> Bill Simonson will be the lead actor. He's a great thespian, and that is thespian with a T. He will reprise the role of Little Geppetto. In Sports Pinocchio. Who's Geppetto? Hey, is that the guy that's going to play with Messi and Inter Milan? They got Messi and Geppetto. I think he scored three goals in the World Cup for Argentina. There goes Messi with a pass to Geppetto and a rocket shot. 
Bill, why are you doing hockey play-by-play for soccer? Oh, this world is going crazy, hasn't it? We do have our Bush Light huge question of the day that you can answer. Is it the right move by the PGA Tour to now join forces with the Saudi People Investment Fund? You tell me. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Local decision makers and a bank you can trust and depend on, which is more important than ever before. So that's 1-866-838-4843. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on our HUGE text chain, Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Speaking of text, if you're 21 and up, text GOLF to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing for a Labatt Blue Michigan Golf Getaway, which would include two overnight stays, two nights, 36 holes of golf for you and three guests. At either Tullymore, which is less than an hour north of Grand Rapids, Ogaming, just north of Elk Rapids in northern Michigan, or Dumaglass, which is between Boyne City and Charlevoix. So you and your foursome, the other three guests, will get two nights, accommodations, and 36 holes of golf. You have to be 21 and up to win, courtesy of Labatt Blue and the Michigan Sports Network. Text GOLF. G-O-L-F to 21000. We'll have monthly drawings through early September, and you could be a winner. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hey, Meyer. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Let's root for the home team. This week, shop Meyer for 30% off Tigers apparel. Exclusions apply. Meyer, your proud hometown partner of the Detroit Tigers. Now that's a winning team. Boys, one, two, three, Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other Friday, June 16th at Van Andalouina. Nickelback, the Get Rollin' Tour, with Grant Lee Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rollin' and get your tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live on the huge show across Michigan. Mark Ewell, executive director for the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us in studio coming up in a few moments. Busy day. Man, Roy McElroy in day two after this unbelievable, unexpected, and it's not hyperbole about face by the PGA Tour, but when you start to hear some of the numbers, like maybe three billion up front, and remember this PIF People's Investment Fund out of Saudi Arabia reportedly has six hundred billion, and it's growing in it. I don't know if they'll ever be able to buy in on the American teams, but money talks. Look at the PGA Tour. You know, NBA, NFL, you start to get 32 owners. I think you need, what, 75% approval to get in and be approved as an owner. But they, they want to, and, and some are calling this sports wash. And I heard Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros, which is heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network, including our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids. It's not sports washing, money laundering, No. I mean, Saudi Arabia, basically, outside of a few big cities, it's all desert. They want tours. They see what Dubai does, United Arab Emirates. I mean, they got all this money. We got to spend it. Lionel Messi, greatest soccer player in the world, reportedly offered a billion for two years, turned it down. He's going to the MLS inner Miami, and he'll live down there. Turned it down. I don't know if there's this conscious cleansing if you say no. And we watched it with some of the PGA golfers and others who took it with lifetime security. And now those that missed out, I still think they're going to get compensated 
That's the only way Jay Monahan can stay on as PGA Tour Commissioner. It's the only way. That these guys who stood up for the PGA Tour, I don't think it so much was, hey, I'm not going to Saudi Arabia because of what happened with 9-11. The only person I, I ever heard mention 9-11 connected to the PGA Tour was Monahan in that interview with Jim Nance. And as I told Superfly just in the last break, we have military bases there. We, we trade goods, oil, especially through OPEC. You have businesses where, I don't know if it's your 401k or some investment fund is making money off of being in Saudi Arabia. So it's an interesting dynamic. And when you look at the money out there, $600 billion to play with, and the Saudi Pro Soccer League was really looking to build off of Ronaldo and Messi and get the two biggest names in the sport. But when you're Tiger Woods and you can turn down a reported $800 million to go to the Live Tour a few years ago, and you're Lionel Messi and you can turn down a billion, a billion, for two years to go play. I think he wanted the lifestyle in Miami. And again, the close flights to Argentina, and he is just what MLS soccer needed because I I don't watch it, and I'm a sports fan, and I do a statewide sports show, and you know I talk about soccer more than most. My kids got me hooked on the sport when they were young. I have soccer insiders, John Conlon, Joey Baroni, the Baroni brothers. But the MLS never connected with me couple reasons. We don't have a team in Detroit. And the star power. When I turn it on, I'm like, okay, who's going to – why am I going to sit here and watch it? I'll watch Messi in Miami. And you know what? If you're David Beckham, when he invested in that franchise, they're saying now that franchise's worth just went to a billion. I remember about 15, 16 years ago, when I had some people connected to money in West Michigan and they were looking at how could you put Grand Rapids on the map and I said, get an MLS franchise before one goes in Detroit and you could be like the Green Bay of the NFL. Get in early, have a franchise. The West Michigan corridor is soccer crazy and they would love it. Well, guess what? The franchise fees were extremely low during the early part of the conversation, and before you know it, when Beckham took over Miami, they like tripled, and now they're going nuts. I mean, it could be worth a billion now with Messi. Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, uh, joining us on a busy Wednesday. A lot going on, man. The PGA Tour, uh, the reports of $3 billion invested in the tour, and you know sports, and you know money, and you know sponsorships, and it's what fuels everything. And then Messi now turning down a reported billion over two years uh, to play in the Saudi Pro Soccer League. He'll now be in the Major Soccer League in Miami. A uh, busy day. A lot going on. Busy busy 24 hours. Crazy. Sure has. And uh, driving in and av- avoiding the Orange Barrels Bill, your Shakespeare impersonation, I almost drove off the one-lane road. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, that I, was, And that I was, couldn't figure out. I'm, I'm more upset about it. I didn't know it was Geppetto. And I said Geppetti, and it sounded like Messi's teammate on the Argentinian <laughs> national squad. So, you know, I tried my best. And that, 
no matter what we want to say, Mark, we all can, in the world of sports, and you do a lot as executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, you have partners, you have you know money coming in from advertisers. You know, the, the moral high ground in sports and in life, when you look at the amount of money that's out there for certain things, and the PGA Tour, uh, there's a leader, Jay Monahan, who said no way, and Rory McIlroy stood there and said, if you went to the Live Tour, you're turning your back on the PGA Tour, uh, you won't be back, and quietly, they have conversations, and when the word billion or billions, plural, is thrown out there. That, that's the most shocking thing yesterday. If you ask me in sports, in my 32 years of doing a talk show all across this country, Mark, the PGA Tour doing business with the Live Tour, which Live's going to go away and it will be the People Investment Fund and DP World Tour and PGA Tour. If you would have, I would have bet you everything on earth that would never happen. And here we are. Here we are. It. Uh, the most shocking part of it, at least to me, is how immediate the 180 was. You know, I would have thought that Monahan, if this is the way this was going the last, what what's the word on the street, the last seven weeks or so, don't you get something out there to try and soften your position a little bit? But as recently within the last two weeks, again, Rory's out there, um, you know, over his, you know, Hecker high water. Um, there was just no backpedal, no softening, no moving to the middle, no outreach. And I think yesterday's announcement, literally 180 degrees opposite of where everybody connected with the PGA Tour has been the last year plus. That was the biggest surprise. Yeah, and a week ago before his tournament, the Memorial. Jack was talking about the live tour and you make choices and you live with them. Yep. And and, and I, I believe Jack's the type of guy. Are you telling me nobody filled me in on this? Uh, Tiger Woods saying this. Rory got a call from Jimmy Dunn, who's one of the big yep. movers behind the scenes with the PGA Tour yesterday early morning. But he didn't find out it was done until he looked on Twitter like everybody else. I think why it was expedited when you're starting to hear the amount of money that is starter money. Three billion. I, I think Monaghan is going to take all the PR bullets because you just set up the PGA Tour for decades of financial backing, and there there aren't too many sports in in this world. Maybe FIFA, and you know the sports business that there aren't too many sports that can say we have lifetime security. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Bill, you're exactly right. On the backside of this, and it may be very, very quiet behind the curtain, the guys who are loyal to the PGA Tournament, there's going to be a payoff. And I think that's why there was some initial reaction yesterday. But I really think you give this a few weeks, and especially those top players that stayed, um, I think uh, that wrong will get righted, and I think everybody's ready to move forward. Yeah, because I, when, when I saw the PGA Tour tweet out Rory's comments, I'm like, Oh, is he going to change his stance? So that was this morning, and I watched it all. And his tone wasn't like, you know, they they had me out there as their lead man. I, I didn't know where it was going to go. And he's like, hey, you know, I look at it because somebody told you. Like, where whether Jimmy Dunn, who's a, a big name behind the scenes, you're going to get $50 million. Yep. You're going to get this. Justin Thomas, uh, basically maybe... Who you are, how long you've played, 
there's going to be like any merger where you get a little mini golden parachute. Not that you're leaving. Yep. But because we're going to rake in this money, you're getting something. There's going to be a, a longevity bonus or a loyalty bonus. And yep. I think that's all going to come out in the wash. And as you said, none of that will have to be publicly revealed. And I think, uh, you know, talk Ryder Cup. And I, I think it's good overall for the game of golf. It's just it's interesting to see, though, how big stories, big news like this in the day of social media. You know, it's hard to communicate in advance because the PGA Tour players, they said, look, if we would have, you know, had a week heads up, Bill, you and I both know that would have gotten leaked within seconds. And so that's the fine line that those in leadership play is um, transparency in this day and age where everybody can be a member of the media. Um, it's awfully tough to keep things confidential until a, an official announcement. And that's why yesterday was, I think, confusing to a lot of people. And I think the quick 180 was... Uh the People's Investment Fund, Saudis, gave him a timeline and said, you know, this isn't going to be on the table forever, and he took it. So uh, we'll have more on that story later in this show. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Uh, he'll be in studio. We'll talk about some of the rules changes, spring sports championships, and more. Remember, you can find out everything about Michigan High School sports at MHSAA. Dot com. You can watch all the spring playoffs, championships, MHSAA.tv, and follow uh, Michigan High School Sports year-round at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. It's time to step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and my personal favorite penny slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up using promo code HUGE, and you can start playing from a whole suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash player's choice. Restrictions apply. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt blue light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left-to-right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt Blue Light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt Blue Light. 
Coast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Roll on Fridays to win a share of over $8,000 in premium play. Each week in June from 7 to 11 p.m., three lucky players every hour roll the dice for prizes. The rolling champion each night wins $1,000 premium play. Roll on Fridays only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to check in with our friends from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police each and every week on Wednesdays. We reach out and talk to people connected to law enforcement in the state of Michigan and what they're doing on a daily basis to help all of us. Now, our next guest is Chad Hegeman. He's not a police officer, but he's a civilian service officer currently assigned as an evidence technician. And we want to welcome in Chad to the huge show across Michigan in our True and Blue segment that we do every week. How you doing, Chad? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. So uh, I, I didn't know this until I was looking at your bio. Uh, describe what a civilian service officer is and how you ended up as an evidence technician. Oh, geez. Uh, well, it's a, uh, a non-sworn member of the department that does uh, kind of the uh, all the background things that need to be done, you know, for, for things to happen. Like in my position, we... Uh, run the evidence room um we process all the video requests for the freedom of information act prosecutor's office we purchase purchase all their equipment that kind of thing so it's a, a support role essentially yeah i see that you started out as a 9-11 dispatcher and then a communications training officer and occasionally a booking officer before landing in the role of evidence technician uh, so when you look at law enforcement today, are there opportunities for more civilians like yourself to help those who serve and protect? Uh, absolutely. I think the uh, the biggest role that people might hear about would be a, a 911 dispatcher. But uh, there's definitely, it depends on the agency, of course, but there's definitely support roles that agencies are hiring for, um, such as, you know, the evidence stuff and things like I do, you know. Well, and you've, been, right, and you've been with Kalamazoo Public Safety, like I said, for the last 23 years. Uh, even though you're not a sworn officer, but you are an officer helping uh, the people of Kalamazoo on a daily basis, uh, what's the gratification for you uh, over the 23 years uh, in terms of helping others? Uh, the gratification. Well, we're more of the behind-the-scenes thing. You know, we we do the jobs that need to be done that don't get all the the recognition, but without that, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, there's certainly times where, you, you know, if you're doing 911, where, you know, play a vital role in 
information gathering and getting people where they need to be. Um, so you, you find yourself involved in things and making more of a difference than you thought you would in a role like that. But, you know, like I said, we don't, uh, we're not out there in the front line, but we're certainly vital to the operation. Yes, you are. Uh, Chad Hegeman, a civilian service officer with Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety, joining us on a True and Blue segment that's presented every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And uh, there's something close to your heart that you were introduced to through uh, the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety. Uh, let's talk about your involvement with the Great Lakes Burn Camp. Yeah, so a, a co-worker of mine was volunteering at the burn camp and uh, convinced me to come out and try it. It's, uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and we host a winter and summer camp for children that are burn survivors. So we have a summer camp for a week in the summer, uh, obviously, um, in Kalamazoo. We do a four-day weekend um, in Onaway, Michigan in February for a winter camp. Um, it's completely free to the kids. Uh, like I said, it's a nonprofit run uh, by donations and a bunch of volunteer staff. So if someone's interested, just Google Great Lakes Burn Camp and they could be a part of it. They could donate, help, uh, maybe step up like uh, you've done and you were connected through the Kalamazoo uh, Department of Public Safety. Easy just to Google Great Lakes Burn Camp. Uh, yeah, we do have a website, uh, Great Lakes Burn Camp for Kids dot com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which you know the same name. Uh, there's an opportunity to donate there. Uh, apply if you want to volunteer your time. Um, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers, or you know, if, if anybody knows a child that is a burn survivor, to go to our website and sign them up for our camp. You know, we'd we love to have them. You know, it definitely makes a difference in their life. So. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and it makes a big difference for him. So, yeah, well, Chad, that kind of defines what you do. Uh, you make a difference as a civilian service officer with the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety, currently assigned as an evidence technician, joining us on another edition of True and Blue on the Huge Show across this great state, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and twenty-three years. Uh, help and serve and protect the people of Kalamazoo and the Great Lakes Burn Camp. Uh, he's helping those kids and those families. That's awesome stuff. Chad, thank you so much for your time here on the Huge Show. Well, I, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and, and again, you know, you, you, you find these people who live to help others. Those are the good people. And most of you have some of those people in your lives, or maybe you're one of them. So thank you, Chad Hageman, what you do as a civilian service officer for the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety, and also what you do for the Great Lakes Burn Camp. I've never heard of that. GreatLakesBurnCampForKids.com, I think, was the web address. He did say GreatLakesBurnCampForKids.com. And thank you to the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And they want me to remind everybody that over 4,000 openings and even civilian service officers, but 4,000 openings in law enforcement in the state of Michigan right now. So uh, you can Google your local police department, your county sheriffs, uh, Michigan State Police, and more. Stop in, fill out an application, and be a part 
of those brave men and women who choose to serve and protect on a daily basis. Over 4,000 openings right now. And, and a lot of police departments, uh, there are bonuses available where they will fund uh, your police training, police academy, and whatever other things you need to go through to become a police officer uh, in your local city, your county, or even the state of Michigan. Just search that out. And maybe you have it in you to want to help others serve and protect. And True and Blue happens every Wednesday with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police here on the huge shell across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We'll have more with Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. He'll join us. We'll get the latest on some rules changes uh, that help our kids, boys and girls, at high schools across Michigan. And the spring championships. I watched a great district at Belding. They were a wonderful host uh, in Division II baseball last weekend with Portland, Ionia, Belding, and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern. By the way, if you want to stay up to date on all the spring championships, MHSAA.com. That is MHSAA.com. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes wondering, hey, you going to go on air? You got Mark Yule, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. So I messed up on Geppetto, uh, the huge civic theater production of the sports Pinocchio. I call him Geppetti. I'm okay with that. We're all right. We've had a wonderful first hour. Mark will join us. We'll talk about some of the rules changes that will benefit high school athletes in the state of Michigan. And Mark, I'm seeing a lot on social networks and online. These boys volleyball teams are popping up everywhere in the state of Michigan. Club volleyball teams. They are. They had their uh, state championship Saturday night at Calvin University. But it's and not a Michigan nope. High School Athletic Association sport yet. Not right? yet, but that's something that we're uh, monitoring and watching closely. And you're right, there is an awful lot of growth. Yeah, I just, that, that kind of, I'm not going to speak for you, all your member schools. I'll do that later. Uh, but <laughs> I, think, I think just by the conversation, the street talk on boys' high school volleyball and these club teams, even Jeff Risden, one of our Lions insiders, from Lions Wire, I think him and his wife are coaching the club teams for girls and boys over in Zealand. It just seems like it's really uh, like all of a sudden it's there. 
like we had discussed it the last couple, three, four years, but it's everywhere. It is, and numbers are growing, and uh, we survey our schools regularly, and what's the next boys' sport, and volleyball is is always at the top of that list. Well, what other sports pop up from your member schools? You know, the water polo community, both boys and girls. Um, Those are both still club, too? Those are both still, yep, we don't sponsor a tournament there. Um, occasionally you get girls field hockey and then the one that we've even talked about on air a few times and there is some real money there available from the NFL and the Lions. It's, it's girls flag football. And so if you're going to add boys volleyball, you're going to need to also add a high number of girls sports. And, um, that's where the flag football experience for our young ladies, um, that could be the fit in the partnership. So that's something we're really going to study carefully this summer when we meet with our schools on the fall tour during September and October. Um, you know, cause you got, you got to find two to kind of marry or, or clip together. And I think it'd be volleyball and in flag football, it'd be the boys and girls water polo, um, are probably the ones that uh, are rising to the top right now. But I think interest-wise, uh, girls flag football, and this is nothing against boys or girls water polo. I'm not picking sides. But I believe if that was a spring sport, uh, the fields aren't being used. The football fields are vacant. I know lacrosse and soccer take up time. And I think flag football would be a sport where a girl still could run track and play soccer in the spring. It could, yep. And then you've also got your... You know, uh, a group of football coaches that could potentially be available in the spring. The, the thing you have to balance is you can't add too many new sports to one season to where then you're going to stretch your numbers um, with your current offerings really thin. And, and that's that's the study and that's the, the big picture look that's got to happen uh, here very, very soon. And I think most ADs would say bring on uh, 20 new sports. I have so much time on my hands. <laughs> that's also a little bit of a sell, too. So, uh, yeah, a lot of layers to this, that's for sure. When you do add a sport, how what's the process? How long does it take for from, hey, guys, we're going to discuss this, to the sport or sports, boy and girl, sport both being added because of Title IX? How long does that take? So it can it can move uh, it can move quite quickly. So the one policy we do have in place is before we sponsor a tournament in that sport, it's got to be sponsored by at least sixty four of our member schools. So we've got seven hundred and forty eight high schools. So sixty four is obviously a little less than than ten percent. But once sixty four schools are sponsoring and playing it on a club basis, that's really the biggest hurdle to kind of get on the dance floor for consideration of it moving from um, a club sport to a varsity sport. And the last two that we've we've added in each gender were boys and girls bowling. That started off as a club sport. It grew and won 64 schools and each sponsored it. We then took it over as an MHSAA sport. And then boys and girls lacrosse was the same thing. So, uh, like I said, boys volleyball, Girls flag football, water polo. I think those are all nearing the uh, the sixty four threshold, and, and that's kind of then what triggers our process. Mark Hewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I I think our last conversations, the last two, there was talk you were going to meet with your executive council. Uh, some rules changes have been approved. Uh, people can find all of this information at mhsa.com, but uh, in terms of uh, out-of-state teams yep. playing them, uh, you finalized that now, right? We did. Big change there. So um, we redefined our school's travel rule as you can go anywhere you want, no longer have to count miles, 
go wherever you want in any border state. And when we say border state, that's Ohio, it's Indiana, that also includes Illinois. Is that all sports? All sports. Wisconsin, we also include Minnesota as a border state, as well as Ontario. So you can go to any location within any of those border areas. And the big change is, let's say that we've got a a basketball school that's going to go to Indianapolis next December for a holiday tournament. You're playing in Indy, so you've stayed within the travel limitation. In that event in Indy, you can play anybody in the country as long as that school is a member in good standing with their state association. So now these large holiday tournaments that have gone on in Chicago or Indianapolis or Milwaukee or the Twin Cities, those are now fair game for our schools to attend, and our schools that are there can now play that school from California or Texas or Florida or whatever. So the the, the push that we got that you know our, our schools need need the ability to play some better competition. Our rule now allows that, but yet there's also some sanity to where we're not going to be putting our teams on planes and flying all over the country. Go wherever you want within a border area, which, by the way, there's over 3,000 other high schools already within our border states. So the key is that you stay within that area, and then at that event, you can play and compete against anybody. So it's not only going to be a, a big change for our team sports, but our individual sports, you know, some huge individual wrestling tournaments go on in the state of Ohio over the holidays. And now, um, again, our, our teams and our kids could go to that huge invite in Cleveland or Columbus or Cincinnati and could match up with kids from all over the country. And that also works. Uh, if you look at Detroit, the bigger cities, Grand Rapids, wanted to host a high school a tournament with teams from all across the country, and they wanted to do it at Van Andel Arena. They can now do that. And you could get the local, you know, four local schools, and you're bringing in four teams, one from California, Florida, Texas, New York, whatever. They can do that now. They could do that. Um, might be a bit of a tough sell getting the California and Florida teams to come here to Michigan. Oh, in, in the December, winter? But, come on. But uh, that could now happen by rule, yes. Uh, and anything else uh, along the lines with your executive council that, that will affect uh, the 2023-2024 high school sports year in Michigan? That was the biggest change. You know, we made a, a few little slight modifications um, to some of our undue influence or anti-recruiting rules. So much of that traffic is now moved to the world of social media. So we've now got some new guidance. We really modernized what our rule was to where um, there really is no reason why adult coaches should be following middle school kids who don't attend your school. Um, so that's something we made those lines a little bit. You mean higher. high school coaches? Yeah. Because if, 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 if that's I'm, recruiting, right? Yeah, yeah. If I'm the high school coach at Central High School, um, I'm not sure why I'm following a 7th or 8th grade kid at Western Middle School, um, not in our district. Um, not really sure why I'm following them on social media. Uh, to me, an adult following a, a 13 or a 14-year-old raises lots of different red flags, um, recruiting only being one of those. So, again, we made the lines brighter for everybody to understand um, when it comes to that world of social media and adults connecting with kids. Well, what about recruiting? Uh, when you look at it with your team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association headquarters in Lansing and Mark Ewell, executive director of the MHSA, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. How rampant is recruiting? Because a lot of people will talk and say, oh, every private school is just recruiting kids and they're taking them from this school over to this school. You hear it. Whenever a team's not good at one school and a private school's good, 
the parents are screaming, hey, the other school's recruiting. From your vantage point, running the Michigan High School Athletic Association, public and private schools, uh, how much recruiting do you think is going on? So I'll start this answer with some data. So our membership is approximately 76% traditional public high schools. Every year we run the numbers, we award 131 state championships in a given year. So we're now two weeks away from 131 trophies being handed out with with handshakes. Um, our rolling average the last three years, so if it's 77% of traditional public high schools, our rolling three-year average is 71.5% of our state champions are also public high schools. So that whole concept of, you know, well, we've got almost three quarters of our schools are public, but the privates are winning all the state championships. The data does not suggest that. You then take that data the next step and say, okay, in a dual sport, what two teams, what what are the kinds of schools that are reaching the championship game? Or in an individual sport, what kinds of schools are finishing in the top five? You run those numbers over the last three years. The schools that reach the championship round or the finals is 74.5%. So our teams that are winning and teams that are reaching the finals, when you go all sports across the board, is almost on the number of what our membership profile is. So first of all, you know, everybody who says that, you know, we we need to separate them or make radical changes, the data does not suggest that. Um, Recruiting in this day and age, Bill, and maybe I'm a little bit more of a cynic as I've been in this business for a long time, but if all the recruiting that some people suggest happens, you're telling me that every one of these stories must turn out perfectly for everybody involved, that everybody's happy at the end of the story. Because you believe in this day and age with social media, if I've been quote-unquote recruited somewhere and it didn't turn out the way that I had hoped or wanted. You're talking at the high school level. At the high school level. That, you know, I get recruited, and I'm doing the air quotes thing as I say this, but get recruited to this high school and the promises that were somehow made that that doesn't all turn out perfectly. In this day and age, you think people don't go to social media and tell their story? And those stories just aren't out there. So what I think happens is you've got a lot of athletic parents, athletic moms and dads, who think their kid is pretty good. And, well, what they're going to do is they're going to kind of shop their kid around that before my freshman year. Here are the three or four different schools that are, quote, unquote, interested in my kid. Private schools, right? Private or even public. Moving, and you'd have to move there. You would have to uh, move yeah. there. But I think the amount of, of recruiting that you know everybody's convinced happens, I think, is far overblown. Because, like I said, if there was actually that much recruit, I mean, you see at the at the college level, every kid gets recruited, and where kids end up, there's a lot of unhappiness right there. Just look at the transfer portal, and if this was really going on at the high school level, I think we'd hear a lot more of uh, of those stories of uh, of uh, unfulfilled dreams and, and broken promises. So, yeah, yeah Izzo was this on the show uh, last week? Said the same thing. He says a story no one's talking about. Uh, he says, I think there could be 1,300-plus kids left hanging in the transfer portal who left a school they were at Yep, on scholarship. With and, no chair when the music's going to stop. And, and no place to go after you got that. It. And I think high school, if, if a parent, you have this right. And when your kid's in 7th or 8th grade, if you think that private school uh, is a better fit for your kid, academically, athletically, you have that choice to move that boy or girl there. And if those parents choose to do that in 7th, 8th grade, 
before they reach high school, that's their choice. I think that some will call that recruiting because mm-hmm. the parent did it. Sure. Right. And I and I look at a if a kid moves from Troy to Grand Rapids and the dad takes a job and he wants to move wherever the best hockey team is or track program or it's America soccer. They have that right. It's America. But it's- everyone thinks every private school has a complete real estate market for uh, incoming kids, right? That That's the perception that some have. And um, living in this world every single day, that is simply not factually true. So what is your biggest challenge, you think, with you and your team when you talk at the headquarters in Lansing, uh, your executive council you turn to, member schools? What is the biggest high school sports challenge right now in the state of Michigan? I think it's participation numbers. Um Still kind of post-COVID, still getting our arms around how many kids are playing and, and making sure that we support um, the sports that we have. You know, football numbers have been a real challenge over the last five to ten years for a number of different reasons. And I think that player safety and concussions is only a part of it. Um, I think the hard work and, and what goes into getting your body ready to, to play tackle football um, so challenges continue in football, but yet um, I also look at, for example, softball, the number of our schools um, 10 years ago that would have a varsity, a JV, and a freshman team. Those freshman teams have almost disappeared, and a lot of our big schools, Bill, can't even feel the JV softball team anymore. So that's why when we talk about expansion and new sports and new opportunities, yeah, you got to give the, the new activity some attention, but you also can't do that um, to the detriment of what you're already sponsoring. So it, it's figuring out what kids want now because I think that the needs and interest of kids today is different than what it was 20 years ago. We've got some sports where we're seeing great growth, other sports where we're seeing um, really drastically declining numbers, and we need to make sure that our uh, program of offerings is matching what kids and families and communities and our schools want. And uh, those answers aren't easy because the answer of something that may make sense in, in Grand Rapids or West Michigan is different than it is in Detroit or it's different than it is in the Thumb or it's different in the UP. The 748 high schools we have, what's great is our diversity in size and in the, the school culture and background. But yet when you're trying to provide a program where everybody plays by the same set of rules, that uh, diversity and differences of schools can also be uh, our greatest challenge. And I think the challenge, whether it is post-COVID, and a lot of it is cyclical with a culture in a school district. It may be a wrestling school district. They may be great in uh, girls softball like Waylon has been for years. Uh, It could be... uh, Four Sills Eastern has 53 kids on their varsity roster right now. 53. Yep. Which is a and and will field a freshman and JV team. Yep. And again, that's a Division Four football school, but they couldn't field a girls JV soccer team. Right. So that, and again, is that based on just the cycle of kids in that school where you didn't have enough girls who play uh, soccer, but you have a ton of kids who love football, right? It is. I think part of it's cycling, and, and I'm sorry, to when you boil it down to its most basic element, in my opinion, being in the business for 30 years, the single biggest factor that determines participation numbers in culture in a program is it all starts and ends with the quality of the coaching staff. Amen. I'm with you one million 
percent on that that you can look at any school district in this state if you're listening in the up right now houghton hancock calumet copper country and wmpl if you're listening down on 96.5 the cave and adrian and southeast michigan near the ohio border all of you who have either played high school sports who coach an administrator or a parent you know the coach who is creating a culture boys and girls and you can see it in your school district and again, that's a big challenge for these coaches to give up so much time for our kids. It's one of the great things that you'll see in life, the dedication of these coaches and teachers, by the way. It's in the classroom and on the field. And I think a lot of it with how teaching and, and the cycle we talked about, you need that coach who's teaching in that school. It's a big difference. That is a big When that coach of that sport is teaching in your school – and he or she can have them in class, can see them in the cafeteria before school, after school, you know, working out, uh, wherever it is. I think that is really big. Culture is directly connected to relationships. And when you have a, a full-time person that is in the building, building relationships with your, your athletes during the school day, I think those only get get those bonds only get stronger after school with that staff. And you mentioned Whalen softball. Why has Whalen softball been so good for thirty years? Two words: Sherry Ritz. Amen. Sherry Ritz has been the head coach there uh, during that entire time, and yet another example of somebody who builds relationships, somebody who's built the right culture, and uh, success begets more success. But. It, also in today's society, the 30-year coach, I don't think we're going to see a lot of that anymore, Mark, unfortunately, because parental influence, club sports, when a kid, boy or girl, has played on that club team and you've paid for it, when they get to high school, you think there's a sense of entitlement Absolutely, that they should be playing. And I have seen it at many schools uh, in West Michigan and coaches I know out of here who say, I'm just getting out. Yep. It's not where and you and you and you hear that. My next question will be with referees. I've learned a lot as as, as the kids have gone along, Mark. Just because I, I do look at things, I'm not on referees like I was back in the day when my kids were first starting to play sports, and I'm acting like I was playing. Right, right. I, I kind of sense, and I think it's post COVID. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it's post COVID, and you and I were on the air through all that. That those referees who still showed up when the sports were coming back allowed them to play. Those men and women, uh, refereeing, umpiring, doing all that, uh, showed a lot. And most of them do it because they care. They're not getting rich. Some do it to stay in shape. And they just kind of still feel they're going back to the good old innocent days of high school sports. And I, I hope the umpiring, the referee numbers are bouncing back as we've all dug out of this pandemic. They are. We're actually, uh, a year ago, we finished the year with about 8,000 registered officials. And this year, we're up just a sliver under 8,500. So almost an increase of 500 new officials this year, which we're excited about. And again, if, if your listeners are interested in getting involved, MHSAA.com, hit the officials button to become an official. But if you have no interest in that, how can you help us uh attract and keep more officials when you go to your next kids game or your grandkids game or whomever's game and you see a call that you maybe don't agree with just count to 20 before you feel the need to yell something and just treat those folks in a striped shirt or a yellow shirt or a blue shirt 
with common decency and respect, and that would go a long way toward helping um, our numbers. It's interesting. A lot of our adult spectators seem to have a pretty high standard of performance for the officials, but when it comes to their own conduct and behavior in the game, that standard tends to be a little bit lower. And you just common decency and respect. You're not going to agree on everything, but uh, everything uh, doesn't uh, have to become the, the Lincoln-Douglas debates either. Yeah, and with our four-year-plus relationship on and off air, Mark has introduced a great program, Superfly, that I use at my kids' high school sporting events. It's called Count to 1000, Bill, and immediately leave the premises. <laughs> now I, and now I see it because you, you learn, you know, child three is through high school. Right. You know, child four and five are, uh, or, or children four and five are in sports. And I kind of learn with like, yeah, there's a couple times where you'll be like, what the heck? And I found with me, I'll step away. I don't sit in the bleachers. I stand off to the side. Uh, because if I'm going to grimace, say something, I kind of say it to myself, right? Sure. And But I have learned through my children. You bet. I have. And those officials, you know, soccer officials especially, man, they, they go, there's a lot. That's the most physical sport to referee, uh, umpire, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's it's amazing uh, what they go through. So uh, we will spend one more segment together. Uh, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio. I also have some shout-outs. We like to do it here in June when Mark joins us uh, to high school seniors, uh, sports, marching band, whatever, wrapping up uh, their high school careers. Uh, You can drop those at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also on the Mercantile Bank listener line. That's 1-866-838-4843. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So right now they've got an awesome deal going on for new customers who sign up using promo code HUGE. If you deposit at least $5, you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up using promo code HUGE and you can start playing your favorites like slots, roulette, blackjack. And what's even better, it's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Casino app now, use promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy, where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids. And Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors. And Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next manager. Managing shareholder, 
Bean Carter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Carter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. ton of sports championships and playoffs going on right now uh, live and on demand. Boys and girls spring playoffs and championships at MHSAA.TV. MHSAA.com, the new redesigned website is fantastic. At MHSAA on Facebook and MHSAA. On Twitter, so uh, championships rolling. I hear a lot of people talk about the Michigan State destination for soccer, softball, baseball, how well that's going over uh, with the high school fans here in Michigan. It's perfect. Uh, I know Jake Boss, the, the baseball coach at Michigan State, really well, and it's been a running joke for a lot of years that you know they put all that money into a brand-new uh, baseball and softball facility. The soccer field now has lights. Is everything is just top notch, and it's great because their fields are in the best condition possible for our championships every June. You know, the the college season is so early and the weather is so bad. Um, we are truly blessed. The relationship with Michigan State, the facilities that uh, those uh, tournaments will culminate in. Uh, can't find a better, uh, really a better venue set up anywhere in the country. Uh, I know Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern just hosted the division, was it two track and field? They did. Uh, state championships last weekend and had monster crowds show up, well run. You know, I, I think when I look across the board, I mentioned the district. I thought Belding did a wonderful job hosting that uh, D2 high school baseball uh, district. So those tournaments are continuing and uh, the kids all dreaming of getting a state title still means something. You bet. Lacrosse finals are this weekend, both in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, boys lacrosse finals are at East Grand Rapids, one of the most picturesque uh, places you could play on a Saturday in June. And the girls lacrosse finals are up the road at Rockford High School. And then our golf finals are at four different courses this weekend. And, Bill, I'm proud to announce that 
all of our high school golfers remain on the same tour. So there were there was no break. There's been no coming back together. You weren't offered three billion dollars by Wisconsin High School Athletic Association to merge together. No, we were not. But you can get like a five dollar subscription to follow your kids' real time score on the I Want to Maker app. So that that's uh, about the only money that's connected to our golf. But uh, no, looks like good weather uh, this Friday and Saturday uh, for our golfers for the two days and. Um, like I said, one more weekend, and the year will be in the books. Uh, MHSA.com, you want to follow all the brackets, who's in the state championship matchups in all sports, just go to MHSAA.com. That is MHSAA.com. Mark, you executive director joining us. Can you stick around for one final segment? You bet. You got any, you got to go see your parents or anything? You're cool? You can no, around. I'm sure my parents are listening. Cause oh, your, they're, dad, uh, your dad's a good guy. My dad's. My dad is... Uh, I love that guy. Loyal dude. Absolutely. And then uh, you got the whole, whole family down in Caledonia. There you go. Whitney Bell, right? Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, yep. Whitney. Uh, defensive coordinator for Caledonia. He is. And they then, dropped down from Division One to Division Two this year with some of the school size changes, right? They did. Last year, they were the smallest school in Division One in football, and... I think now they're in the, the top five or six in Division Two, and yeah, Whitney, and then my own brother Steve, who was a principal out in Caledonia. He's also on the the varsity coaching staff with Derek Pennington, their head coach. And his uh, son's a good player. The Derek's Fighting son. Scots think they're mm-hmm. going to be pretty good again this fall. Yeah, so. Whitney, a good guy, man. Played at Ferris. He's a Uper, Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie, and still has a little bit of that accent left. You got it, eh? Yeah, I, he, he he told the story on air. About how his dad brought him in a dog sled all the way from Sault Ste. Marie to Big Rapids. That was a beautiful, one of the most touching stories I've ever heard. All right, so we got to get one more segment in, but you'll stick around, right? You bet. Mark Gill, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us. Like I mentioned, live and on demand, boys and girls, high school state championship playoffs uh, through the title games. MHSAA.tv. Also, all the brackets, uh, PDF, all divisions, and more interactive brackets, MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Bullying, lack of patience, cruelty to animals. Those are not good traits. They also happen to be critical warning signs of violence. June is Gun Violence Awareness Month, and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to know that at-risk people often display warning signs before they resort to gun violence. Search online for 10 critical warning signs of violence and ask your local police department how you can safely make a difference. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, the 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan Summer Games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, played with Bonds and Cheater, will join us during the final hour. We'll talk about the Tigers. Uh, their game tonight has been postponed due to smoke in Philadelphia. All that wildfire smoke from Canada, the western U- U.S., even up in Grayling, they've had uh, the wildfires. So they're saying that whole northeast corridor may have no outdoor sports. Mark Hill, executive or outdoor sports tonight or until the smoke clears, uh, but... Uh, there, there has been some talk in Michigan. Is everything going to be on as usual? Is it? I don't think the smoke has affected anything nope. from a high school perspective in our state, has it? We've got regional uh, baseball games going on this afternoon, as well as our lacrosse semifinals. And uh, everything is a go in our state. And, yeah, just uh, good thoughts go out to everybody who's affected. And like you said, Bill, those fires up in ga- uh, Grayling over the weekend uh, pretty significant, so just hope everybody's okay and uh, could use a little bit of rain. Hardly ever say that, but we could use some rain right now to help with that. I was looking at the forecast. They said maybe Monday, Tuesday, like a 30% chance of rain. I mean, I, we've hardly had anything for what, six weeks? Yeah. Five weeks? Yeah, And, and but I know you as executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, you guys got to be prepared for 
everything. Uh, some of those photos of New York, Philly, Boston area, that Northeast Corridor, it, it looks like something from Mars. It does. So Tigers aren't playing tonight. Uh, Superfly came in and actually gave us a live update. And at first, I'm like, are they at home? Are they can't? And Mark gave that look too. Like, wait a minute, are they canceling in the Detroit area? Hold on, Bill. I may have to jump on the phone. We might be done right now. You deal with everything, though. You you are prepared for every situation. Pandemics, fires, uh, the mosquito virus. We've. Uh, I remember that when it was postponing. Uh, it was the spring about three years ago. It was right before the. It was the fall actually? So we had a bunch of varsity football games and soccer yes. games that were like seven o'clock starts. To again because of the I can't even remember what it was called. But it was the, a, it was like was, was Zynga. Zynga? What are you doing? Superfly, we're not playing charades on the air with Mark Yule. I'm trying to look through a double-pane glass, and he's like the, the, the Zima. The Zima. It was a Zima virus. But with the mosquitoes, so we moved all of our games to like 4 and 4.30 starts to finish by dusk before all the, the mosquitoes were out. So. Yeah, well, I, I forget because that was four or five years ago. Yep. And then my kids were playing like soccer tournament in the fall down in Kalamazoo, and the game was called because it was getting dusk, and the mosquitoes were coming out. The Z- Z- was it the Zika virus? It was Zika, not Zima. Zima was that old drink back in the day. That was Superfly, still drink Zimas, but it, it was Zika. It was. There you go. So do you have, speaking of being prepared, do you have a drawer that has a preparation plan for anything that would hit the state of Michigan. We we do. Um, you know, one thing I learned from my predecessor, Jack Roberts, is you try and uh, plan for everything and plan for the worst. So we do have a we do have an epidemic manual. So everything from a um, a contagious disease outbreak in sock in uh, wrestling. So if we had, for example, a wrestler skin outbreak, and what would then our plan be? How would we work with local health department agencies? Um, you know, obviously the Zika virus, obviously COVID. Um, we've actually had to put some of that stuff to use. But you do try and sit down and try and play the what-if game, and, and you do try and always be out ahead of these things and, and not kind of be caught flat-footed. And, you know, the biggest thing is you do. You, you try to just think of, of what's the worst-case scenario and how can we plan for that. And um, that's really the way we try and approach most uh, day-to-day. And you got out in front of the Michigan State-Penn State football game being moved from East Lansing to Black Friday night at Ford Field, and your championship games will go to Sunday. Lions won't be playing because they'll play the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, what has been uh, the response from your member schools to that? It, it's it been quite quiet. Um, did hear from a couple of schools that just had some questions because they have a policy about no Sunday, and that's one reason why we're not going to announce what divisions are going to play on what days yet until we probably get into our tournament for a week or two. Just uh, look at, at the, the teams that could get there and what the travel could be and are there any Sunday policy. Um, so, again, we'll just we'll kind of be uh, flexible and nimble and listen to our membership. But uh, truth be told, most of the most of the criticism um, has gone the Spartans way, not ours. I just, you know, I understand why they did it. They've got the new media rights deal where, you know, they're now going to be on primetime on NBC. But, you know, some of those local businesses in East Lansing that depend on a home Spartan football game for those weekends. Uh, so in our local media, we've seen uh, we've seen some hard feelings. 
Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio uh, here on the Huge Show across Michigan. And one final thought on that move of the Friday championship games to Sunday. Uh, the day it went down, you joined us on the show. I think you were down in Chicago. You said as a, a one-time thing. This will not be a regular occurrence. They will go back to Friday and Saturday, but for this year only, they will be Saturday and Sunday. Correct. And the reason for that, so your listeners kind of have some some of the inside uh, story with this. So two years from now, which would be the next time that Penn State would come to Michigan State to close the season, the calendar in 2025 actually moves a week earlier. So college football games will start a week earlier in 25. The regular season thus will end a week earlier. So starting uh, two years out, the last regular season college football game will now always be the Saturday before Thanksgiving weekend because now the conference championship games will be played Thanksgiving weekend, which now gives us free reign back to go to our Friday-Saturday schedule. And the reason for that, of course, is the expanded college football playoff. They needed to get the regular season and the league championship games done a week earlier to give them enough runway to get their three rounds or whatever it is done uh, to crown the national champ. And you won't be up against Michigan-Ohio State at noon on Saturday. That frees up, uh, again, Michigan could be in the Big Ten title game, which uh, will be uh, in Indy. Uh, but that also is another uh, thing that helps, you know, your viewership, uh, attendance, all that, right? Huge help, yeah. Us that's, not 100, have- that's 100, when, when they're playing at home, uh, that's 111,000 people down uh, in Ann Arbor, plus everybody watching the game. Absolutely. No, that's, to me, two years out with college football moving a week earlier, that is a game changer for us and our weekend at Ford Field where I think that, because our crowds when we first went to Ford Field were great. I think some people came out because it was a cheap way. If he hadn't been in Ford Field yet, it was a cheap way to do it. But the other thing is that was when the Big Ten schedule ended the weekend before Thanksgiving. Since the 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 season got kicked back a week. That has absolutely been a big challenge for us attendance-wise. Mark Hewell in studio, always a great conversation. Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything Michigan High School Sports, MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and all the spring championships live and on-demand boys and girls sports in our state, MHSAA.tv. Mark, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Bill. Good stuff, Mark Ewell in studio. If you miss this conversation, it will be up in our podcast section or wherever you download podcasts. Simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show. On the way, former Major Leaguer John Vanderwall in studio. Talk about the Tigers, or recent slide, and the state of Major League Baseball. JV will join us next. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. 
What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Wednesday broadcast on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to the huge show. Net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played college ball at Western, an illustrious career that included stops with the Yankees and Jeter and Bonds and the Giants, and also the old school Grand Rapids A's back in the day with my brother Bob, Brent Gates, Mark Dewey, 16-year-old kids playing like men Playing against men. I was there at Lamar Park was your home field, wasn't it, Johnny? Yeah, beautiful Lamar Park. Yeah, old school feel to it, right? Still is. I drive by there every once in a while, and, and the memories come back. It still looks really did good. Did you guys play in a wood bat tournament? I think you did there one time. I remember I was sitting there watching you, and I said, this John Vanderwall kid, I talked to you, I said, you have a future in broadcasting. And he said, no, I'm going to go play in the big leagues. And I said, you go get him, kid. <laughs> That's what I told you. Did I inspire you? Yeah, it was that back when uh, Fort Lamar was still there and they had the Rodeo. Oh, Fort Lamar, it's not like we're talking <laughs> the Civil War. <laughs> John played back in seen- the Double Day, back in the 1800s. That's John. John's 153 uh, joining us on the huge show. What hey. was that country girl's name? Lynn Anderson or something? I remember the Rodeo and then she sang well, concerts yeah, there. Family, the your family took you to some great concerts. Oh, I know up. it, <laughs> <laughs> honey. We're going to get out of the onion field here in Hudsonville. We're going down to see Lynn Anderson at Old Fort Wyoming. And that's Fort, that's going to take us a while to get to from Hudsonville. <laughs> we're going to take the carriage. We're going to go down Baldwin, and we're going to cut through Jettison. But you know, those people are going to church every day, so we're going to get right there. Lynn Anderson get front row seats. It's kind of muddy at Fort Wyoming. Hey, Daddy, can we go? to lotioners and play a little mini golf before we go (laughs) oh man sometimes you just can't get the letters r-e-d out of (laughs) n-e-c-k oh oh, we got to talk about the tigers oh god john you know, this kind of like being in fort lamar for a little bit yeah it's up it's up and down but the good thing is Minnesota and Cleveland aren't running away. That when you look at the standings, you would you would feel a positive vibe about where the Tigers are at now that we're into the month of June. But you know, you start to lose players, especially Riley Green, in a lineup on a team that's not full of depth in major leaguers, and you're starting to see it uh, over the last week. You really are, and I'm talking starting to see that when you don't have. Bats protecting bats, it gets really ugly. Absolutely. Green, Verling, Carpenter, mm. she gone. And now you've lost three starters. I'm, it's it's really, I mean, it's a nice place where they're at right now. I mean, what, six out, four out? Lost four in a row, but everyone's losing in front of them. So it looks okay there, but it's, it's, it's unsurvivable what's going on now. I hate to say it. There are only fans. four games yeah, out, though. Like it's unsurvivable. You got three starters gone. You got three. I mean, three starters. Are you in rotation pulling the ripcord on the season? The ripcord's done. Okay. Well, 
I, 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 I hate to say it, but we, it is because... What are we, we going to do the rest of the hour? We can, well... Let's go back to Fort Wyoming. We can go to, to Lotioner's Mini Golf, <laughs> play some golf. After Lynn Anderson, uh, would it be uh, Leonard Skinner, who's the second best concert you saw at Fort Wyoming? <laughs> I saw the Wreckham Derby there, too. The Wreckham Derby. Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break down. <laughs> Let's break down the Demo uh, Derby. Oh, my God. It's a Demo Derby. Well, it yeah. kind of is a Demo Iowa Derby County, now. County likes that Demo Derby. They, they still do. keep doing it. They They've sell been... out the Hudsonville Fair every year, that demo oh derby. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you got to get in a waiting line, I still think, now. they got a waiting get, list for the demo t- derby in Ottawa County? Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's done. I hate Cedar to say Point. it. Move, move Michigan Adventure down to Ottawa County. Give them some fun. You, you think the season's over now? It is. I, I hate to tell by, you. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Tigers.com. Get your tickets today at Tigers.com. <laughs> you have, uh, what's Scooble coming? Scooble's coming back. He's pitching Friday. He's gonna. He's a plus. I mean, if you get that arm back, that's going to help. But with three starters out, now you're bringing guys up again from AAA. The ball's juiced. You're getting into part of the schedule now with tough competition. They were fortunate enough when some of the teams were not playing well, if they were playing, that they got through that. I just don't see it. I hope they do. But they have no offense right now. You've got um, you've got uh, Spencer hitting third. Now he's starting with his uppercut again. they got to plane him out. He's starting why, to go why, back. Why, to, is he, why is he starting the uppercut again, that launch angle swing thing? That both of us hate. Why? Why go back? Is that when you're struggling, or or you feel with no bats in the lineup, you're trying to carry the team, and everything is a three run homer? I think he's going back to naturally the way he swings. So that's naturally what he does, and it and it worked in college, and it it, it worked for him. But it doesn't. It's not going to work here. They had him planed out, so they've got to get him back planed out. When he's planed out, he can compete. Uh, when he starts to uppercut, it's it gets to be long, long. Um, days before uh, you start to see him being able to simplify and get back to a, a good swing. You've got Badu, was a um, Matson behind him and Badu, which I think Badu's had a phenomenal year. But you've got some guys that they continually um, get around the ball. Uh, there's just not consistency in the lineup. Without the starting pitching, yeah, it's it's well, going well, And Maton, I think he said the, the Maton, Maton, Matson, whatever it is. Uh, Bingo Bongo. Uh, hey, that's a great baseball movie. It Bingo is. Bongo Circus, or that's a great movie. That was Richard Pryor's. Yeah, it was. Awesome. I, think it was I think it was Bingo Bailey. Yeah, Bing, <laughs> it was something. But yeah, look at you are on today, brother. I think Bingo's All Stars. Yes, it wasn't Bingo Bongo. <laughs> Okay, it was Bingo's Traveling All-Stars. That was it with Richard I had to Pryor. write a paper on that in college. Okay, well, I, and, he, and he went to Western. He did go to college. That has been verified. Yes. So you're looking at uh, Mayton hitting a buck 67 batting cleanup for you last night. Yeah. You mentioned Torque, whose average is at 227. Baez is 219. What's Mc- happened to him? McKinstry's been a pleasant surprise. Awesome. Two, uh, over 270, I think 272 awesome. at the top of the order. So you really two, looks like the only professional hitter in that lineup. Your two, three, four hitters, like you're saying, are hitting 219, 227, and 162. At least that's the lineup last night. Yeah. Uh, Badu is at 237. Uh, short, not there's a. I like a role player guy. I, we've had him on the show. He's around 288. He's cool. I like that. Uh, Miguel's hitting 202. 
Uh, Rogers witnesses one forty nine. Who? Jake Rogers. Yeah, I, I I watch I watch him. It doesn't look like he's ready half the time, and he's one of those Houston Astro. Drop the backside uphill swing. Yeah, that that lineup. I, I've said it since uh, Green went out. That just losing him, because again, explain the protection thing, John, for somebody who uh, isn't a diehard uh, former player or baseball coach. But the protection means that you're going to see more pitches to hit because somebody's good behind you. Yes. Pretty simple, right? So I'll just take Barry Bonds, for example, who I believe is the greatest hitter who has ever played this game. And he had phenomenal success. Teams didn't want to pitch to him, but they had a, had a guy named Jeff Kent behind him who they had to think two, three times, do I want to pitch to this guy? Do I want to pitch to Barry? And more times than not, they had to pitch to Barry because Jeff Kent was having such a phenomenal year with 130 RBIs or 115, whatever he had. He, because he's seen so year. many pitches to hit because they weren't pitching the box. Exactly. So then now they had to make a decision. And when they made the decision to walk Barry or just put him on, Jeff Kent came through. And Jeff Kent is not in the Hall of Fame, and Jeff Kent should be in the Hall of Fame. Now what happens in the Tigers? Well, you've got Riley Green, who is hitting up in the top of the lineup, so it's it's not as big a deal. But when you're missing Vreeling, Vreeling I think is really going to be a really, really good ball player. I think Carpenter being out, I think Carpenter's one of their top sticks on the left-hand side. When you do not have those three in that lineup, the lineup is very, very difficult for that lineup to even compete, as you guys can see, the whole weekend. In the first two games in Philly, it's just very difficult for these guys to compete at this level. It just is. Well, you're looking at injuries as he got, you know, Veerling uh, expected to be out to at least June 19th. Carpenter out for at least another week. Uh, you're getting Turnbull expected to be out until at least June 25th. Uh Bo Brisky expected to be out until June 25th. Rodriguez is expected to be out until July 8th. Uh, and but that's guess, a shame for the way, you know, with the Tigers. finger injury. But uh, the Tigers last night, they gave up three hits, they lose, right? Bullpen day. Bull, you know, I'll tell you what, bullpen days are usually the days that they shut them down just because the, the pitchers that are pitching are usually only going through the lineup one time, maybe twice, and they're done. So they're seeing four or five guys, and they're out. So it's difficult for hitters to see a pitcher, relief pitcher, one time, and they see somebody else, and they see somebody else. And then A.J. was – they have they have some lefties in the bullpen, so he was lining up with, with, with the lefties that the Phillies had. So it's just diff- – it's a difficult day usually for the visiting team on, on bullpen days. Well, Riley Green, there's hope that he could return within the week, but then there's also stories that – it's a possible stress or stress fracture. So, you know, you get something like that, and you're starting the Tigers to look at that. All right, we're we're not going to win. Here we go again with this mindset. You're not going to win the AL Central, but you're only four back. You know, do you do you give extended rest uh, to Riley Green, who has had multiple leg issues? Gosh, I, I that's my. 
ding, you know, it went off here. I'm going, okay, this is the second time this kid's had a leg injury. Now, granted, that he hit foul ball off his foot. Now, is it the same Is that a leg? bell or an alien ship firing on us That's right now? Because aliens are out there. Skinwalker Ranch. Did you check no, it out yeah, last Have you the latest now that they found, like, uh, aircraft and with non-human? They're using that word. Okay, there's the... And they found non-human pilots? Him, her, she, we. I, I know, yeah, it's I not know. that. It's not a... It's aliens. Know. We're talking, like, extraterrestrial, like... Uh, Et with a with a laser. I have heard that, and yeah, it's yeah. Where were we going? You just I'm fifty-seven. No, I just lost my mind. No, here. we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Right, hey, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the flashcards back out, John, because we have you in studio. We were we were talking about Riley Green. Yeah, about leg, leg injuries. injuries. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Maybe they got a, maybe they got a special I, thing. I, I, put I, on his I, leg. By, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm and concerned. again, he got a non-human brace right there from the planet Uranus. They gave him a non they gave him a non-human brace. No, how do we get from Riley Green to Aliens? <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch, I think. Was, you know, That's a good around. series, it man. Is, I don't awesome. believe it, though. I think it's scripted instead. It could be, but it's still pretty entertaining. I think it's scripted. Yeah, first off, you know, the dudes with, like, the, you know, M16s out there acting like security. Yeah. No, man. It's entertaining for uh, 9 o'clock at night on Tuesday. It is. Okay, I like it. Uh, you, you, you told me to watch it. I have watched it, but I'm watching it with a pessimistic eye. Well, that's good. Because I, I need to see aliens. You want to keep me hooked? Show me aliens. Bigfoot, something. Give me something legit. Not one of the security guys dressed up in, you know, a monster costume. And at I, least a clear picture of it, right? Yeah, okay. So, again, uh, on our transition from Riley Green's leg injuries <laughs> to aliens and <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. So, when you say you're worried about them, what, what do you mean by that? It's just it's the second in a row that something within the leg, he got hit by a ball now he was running and something happened. The running that something happened, the stress factor is what, is what concerns me. Boom, it goes off. It's like, that's, that just doesn't seem right where you're running and something happens. Now, was it the same leg that he, that he banged the ball off? I don't know. But it, it's concerning. It's concerning because he's one of your star players, and it's the second year in a row. You're going to lose him for an extended period of time. And I was looking at 10 guys right now. If you go back to May 19th, so this is in the last, you know. A lot, isn't it? 10 dudes. For a team that's not deep to begin with, I'm talking about the Tigers. That's part of the game, though. You can't blame A.J. Hinch. You can't blame the front office on this. You can't blame, you know, swinging or whatever. But just, and, and, and they were having some mojo. Uh, yes, they going. were. It was fun to watch him, and and it is. It's it's sad to see this happen. But they're only four out. I know it's they're four out with a a triple A line, barely a triple A line. I know that's I, what I I saw about five days ago. My first thoughts, Johnny, were when Green went out of the lineup. You know, what was it four games ago? Whatever it was. I looked at that starting lineup that they you know they send out you know Detroit Tigers Twitter feed. And I'm like, uh. Whoa, this is it. And now you get Baez and Torque both cooling off at the same time. And it's like the triple whammy, right? Yes. No green in the lineup and Torque and Baez cooling off. Right. I mean, because both of them, I mean, at least Torkelson had been swinging the bat pretty good. And this is common. You're going to go through this this progression where you're going to get out of being your timing being good, and you're going to always go back to your old stuff, and I can see he's going back to his old stuff. He will get it back. Baez, I just, I mean, he was hitting the ball well, but 
I just think he should be. In my mind, I had seen him playing a lot better than what he is playing now. And I thought he would be by now 270, 280. You know, six, seven, eight in home runs, nine home runs. I think that's where he should be. He should be that type of player, and he's just not. I, he's just not. That's very, very. He has impressive. an all or nothing swing. He does, right? I mean, he does. Javi Baez has an all. Still, how many great. home runs does he have? One, two. Yeah, well, they don't. Uh, if you look at the Tiger stats, and you and you then check the standings, and you see them only four games out. I mean, you're. If, if they don't have the injuries, they're they're probably a game. They might be leading it. They might be leading it right now. Yeah. If, if they don't have the injuries, that tells you uh, about the AL Central. So John Vanderwall, by the way, former major leaguer uh, in studio. If you have a Tigers question, you can always drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan, and they have local team members. Local decision makers and Mercantile Bank is a place you can trust and depend on. So thank you to Mercantile Bank. You can drop those comments when 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE uh, to 21000. And speaking of texting, if you're 21 and up, text GOLF to 21000. And you'll go into the monthly drawings for a Labatt Blue Michigan Golf Getaway. Two nights, accommodations, 36 holes of golf for you and three friends at Tullymore, which is an hour north of Grand Rapids, or Agaming, which is just north of Elk Rapids in northern Michigan, or Dumaglass, which is between Boyne City and Charlevoix. So if you're 21 and up, text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000, and we'll have monthly drawings, I think end of June, July, and then it's either late August or early September for the final uh, Labatt Blue uh, Golf Getaway, uh, partnering with our friend Matt Shepard, Voice of the Tigers, TV Voice of the Tigers, and also the Michigan Sports Network. We'll have more with John Vanderwall talking Tigers and MLB baseball after this network TO. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. This is a groundbreaking day in Detroit baseball history. On this June 6th in 1921, Bill Gatewood of the Detroit Stars pitches the first no-hitter in the history of the Negro National League, beating the Cincinnati Cuban Stars 4-0. Gatewood led the league in wins and homers the previous season and won 21 of his career 24 games in Detroit. Just as significant came 38 years later when Ozzie Virgil became the first black player to appear in a Tigers uniform. Virgil would play every position except for pitcher in his nine-year career. He would play just nine seasons in the big leagues and just two and a half with Detroit, where he hit half of his career home runs. 
huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soarin' Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on the huge show across Michigan, Wednesday broadcast, hour number three, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Don't forget tonight on the west side of the state in Marne, just west of downtown Grand Rapids, Money in the Bank 150. Uh, Some NASCAR drivers, including Carson Hosevar, uh, will be in the field tonight at Berlin. They'll begin racing a little after 6.30 p.m. Tickets available at berlinraceway.com. And also the Berlin Raceway box office. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. Now, he's a big racing fan. You do the iRacing thing, right? I do, yes. So that, that is, is it like, is it a video game or is it more of a simulator? It's a mixture of both. Um, my uh, good friend Rick, Ricky Udding from Granville, him and I are with a couple other guys. Uh, one guy from New Jersey, another guy from Ohio. And we got like a little team. And we we do weekly things. Ricky's kind of our Monday night strength of field guy, which is uh, Monday nights at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, depending on the change of time, um, is a strength of field race where all the top drivers in that uh, in the Xfinity series get together. Um, we run laps during the week for Ricky to try to get a setup that he likes. And he does really well. He's like 12th in points right now so it's kind of like the xfinity is the lower level nascar 
uh, series, and then I assume there's a Cup series, and there is yes. on iRacing with all the big boys that eat. Actually, some NASCAR drivers will drive that during the week in and out of season. Yes, they will, and, and we see them all the time. Some have dummy accounts now, but there's a lot, a lot of guys that are in NASCAR Xfinity, the Truck Series. They they're sprinkled doing laps all the time on iRacing. It's a phenomenal platform. I, I started I, I racing in iRacing in 2009. So you're 14 years in on it. Yes. I mean, so great, great thing. Uh, it's cheaper than wrecking a car, and it is getting better every year. So you every need, year a, you need a couple better. computer screens, or how does it work? I have what three you? screens. I have three screens. Um, so it looks like a, 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 a cockpit. It right? looks like the car. Uh, I've got a seat, a wheel. Yeah, headphones like this. Do you have a little wheel? Oh yeah. Do you, bring, do you bring the wheel when you go get snacks from the fridge too? No, it's too heavy. You can't so, do so it. So you have so. an actual wheel. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, so it's you buy yeah, a setup, yeah. right? Yep. And then does it cost to race? Uh, it's like a hundred bucks a year. So no, I mean you, but have you to can qualify. Get a, you have to qualify for a level you're allowed to race at. Right? Yes, you do and. So they have, you know, they have different, uh, so if you just say you had 100 racers in an event, like, so if we go to Charlotte or one of the big mile and a half, sort of like Talladega or Daytona. You Talladega don't actually Daytona, go there, but you're talking about that when the next race is coming up. Yeah, so just say you're racing at Daytona, there'll be 200 guys racing at 8 p.m., so then they split them up, you know, groups of 34, um, so they'll have like five, six splits. Have you ever won a race? Yeah, I've won quite a few. I used to win all the time, and now it's gotten, since COVID, it has gotten so competitive that it's it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to win. Do you have to practice and stuff, too? All the time, yeah. So yeah. you go down, so you have the three TVs that simulate being in a Xfinity NASCAR, right? Yep. And then you have your, you I assume... You have headphones, right, yep. for noise? Yep. Are there sound effects and everything with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wow. mean, it's, it's... And you have a wheel? Got a wheel. And are the brakes and stuff on the wheel? Then? Oh, no, no, no. We got pedals. So, you got pedals. You got pedals? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's it's like actual, being in a car. There's actual pedals? Yeah. It's really? like being in a car. Yeah. But the only thing different about iRacing... You crank open a 30-pack of Bush Light, and you can knock that down. <laughs> and there's some guys that do. I don't. Most guys don't, but because there are Because you're not some. driving. We're not condoning drinking and well, driving. Well, you know, though, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some laws that might come in now that if you're drinking and driving on iRacing, that they might be able to put you away. I'm, no, I'm kidding. No, okay, I'm kidding. Come on, man. No. no there are like, some people that it'll crack one open. and. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a computer game. Yes, it is. It is a game. Is there any age limit to play it? No. But I mean, all the all the tracks are laser; they're laser done. So, like the bumps that you feel are the bumps that are in the track. Realistic. It's it's awesome. Now, the way that you set up the car is different, and the way the tires react. I, they're still you trying have to get that and down. Everything? Yeah, yeah. You have, we usually have one. Yeah, unless there's multiple yellows. So you have like brake. You have a brake. You have a clutch, right? Or oh, yeah. I I don't like. I used to run the clutch, and I was like, yeah. So I do auto clutch, but. So you don't stall You're becoming the old guy. You I don't am, want to stall coming am, out of the pits. I they got an announcer on iRacing? Some some um, weekly series do. And they run it on Twitch and YouTube. They should get Luke Striegel to do it. The voice of well, I mean, NASCAR. he probably knows guys that have done very, very well in some of these series. In, well, what got in you our, interested in auto racing? Uh, I've always always have been. I always have, I've raced online since 95. I mean, I've raced against Dale Jr. when he was little. 
he probably doesn't remember me. We were going through the... Um, How old was he? He was little because his dad was getting mad because he was racing too much on the Hawaii Network coming out of Boston instead of working. Um, so that was mid-90s. Yeah, he was running iRacing. We were all running iRacing. And, and you raced him? Nah, nah, nah. Did you beat him? I don't remember beating him, but... Was he, he like five and he beat you? He might have been 12, yeah. He probably might push me off the track. I don't know, but back in the day. So Ned Yost, who used to be the manager of the Brewers when I was there in Kansas City and was like best friends with Senior, Earnhardt Senior, he was the one who introduced me to iRacing back in like 2009. So uh, phenomenal platform. Um it's just it's it's awesome, and like on Sundays, like I I watched the F one, and then I watched the race in Detroit, and then I watched the NASCAR because of the lightning. They do had. they have I racing for F one too? Yeah, well, it's kind of they do have the F one car, but it's not sponsored by F one. I'm they F one kind of has their own game, but they do have that car. That's amazing, man. And they've got all. I mean, the road racing in Europe is just. They're getting all these tracks out there. It's crazy on how many Europeans are out there. Well, good for you, man. You got to get out to Berlin. I was telling you, go check out what Jeff Striegel and his team have done at Berlin Raceway in Marne, west of downtown Grand Rapids. Tonight, money in the bank, 150. They'll begin racing a little after 6.30 p.m. Tickets available at the Berlin Raceway box office and also online for easy access in. Go to berlinraceway.com. I'm going to get you to be like... Uh, gentlemen, start your engines, and, and not tonight's race, but in a future race, get you able to wave the flag. <laughs> That'd be right? cool, but they're going to go, who's this guy? Yeah, John Vanderwall, you're guy? from West Michigan. They're going to go. 14 years in the major league. I came right? here for him to say that? No, you're doing it. You, get, you, know, you can go in the pits. You can see how they set it up. You can get some inside information. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, he asked me about Izzo for the TV race now for... Their big TV race, August third, which is on ESPN, that Tony Superstars oh, racing. Oh wow, yeah, I, that's. No. I think that's so cool for them to get that. that right, and they got the superstars of, oh, of auto racing. That's big. And now he did ask me, uh, and I asked Izzo about Izzo being the starter. But if Izzo doesn't come through, I think it should be you. Or I could just be like right next to him while he does. No, I think yeah. you, uh, gentlemen, start your engines. There's Tony Stewart. Uh, who else is there? <laughs> There's uh, is it is it Gordon? Is I don't it, know they. I, they've got okay. Uh, Casey Kane. They got uh, uh, they got Helio Castro Nevis, the IndyCar. Harvick's driver. there, I think too. Yeah, Harvick. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, uh, but, but it's sold out. There's no tickets available, but it will be on TV on the Bristol Network, ESPN, August third from Berlin Raceway. So a big race tonight, though. Yep. Carson Hosovar just finished, I think, fourteenth. In the NASCAR Cup Series, he had a ride for a Sunday out of Portage, Michigan. He's racing tonight. Evan Shako is a local uh, young racer at 20. Uh, so go to BerlinRaceway.com. Racing begins tonight. Good to see that you're involved. All right, before I let you go, back to the Tigers for a couple minutes. Uh, you say with all the injuries, it will be tough for this team to recover any mojo. Uh, they have rated everybody, I think, who can play in the major leagues this year from the farm system already. So the rest of the year is just ride it out. They've got two weeks here. If they can, if they get some guys back in two weeks, they got a shot. So you're not, you know, it was ripcord Ronnie earlier. You're I not- am ripcord Ronnie still, but you want to give, you want to give a ray of hope here. If they can get some guys oh, back, thank and you, Mister Ray of Hope, and they're John only Vanderwall. like eight games out or seven games out, you've got a, you've got a shot. But no. My realistic thing is they're done. Yeah, there's nothing there. They're not going to trade. I, I I do wonder with Rodriguez and the finger injury, 
if they're in, he's not going to be back till July. Is that starting to hold him and see if there's takers, right? Yes. You know, you know how that works, right, with trades. And that, like and that. that, that that's as a Tiger fan because he was throwing so well. He was throwing better than I thought that he was capable of. To be honest, and he was a guy that they were going to get. They were going to get a lot of people for. So I would think that they'd try to get him back and get him rolling for two, three starts where at least by the end of July they got they got a package for him. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played at Western, also a teammate of Jeter and Bonds in Major League Baseball, joins us every couple of weeks in studio to talk Tigers and the MLB. Johnny? I will talk to you soon. A pleasure, as always, with you, brother. Yeah, uh, John Vanderwall checking in. Superfly Hayes doing a good job getting Vanderwall uh, set up. If you ever have a Tigers or baseball question for John or myself, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Just text the word HUGE to 21000. That's HUGE to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. For my friends on the DraftKings Casino app, if you're a fan of going to the actual casino, well, now you can do it from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings Casino. You can play blackjack, roulette, slots, and right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you got to do is sign up with promo code HUGE because your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You can play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now, sign up with promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, Meyer. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Let's root for the home team. This week, shop Meyer for 30% off Tigers apparel. Exclusions apply. Meyer, your proud hometown partner of the Detroit Tigers. Now that's a winning team. Boys, one, two, three, structure out at the old Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Perfectly primed steaks, handcrafted cocktails, warm hospitality. Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. This isn't just any dining experience. It's an unparalleled steakhouse experience where USDA prime beef is cooked to perfection and your last bite is as good as your first. All with a sign of Roots' legendary hospitality. Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. Your getaway reimagined. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
It is race day at Berlin Raceway in Marne on the west side of the state. One of the biggest races of the year at Berlin will take place tonight. It's the money in the bank, and it attracts drivers from all across North America. And Jeff Striegel, the voice of NASCAR and also the GM uh, here at Berlin, you have a special driver who made uh, the trip from Naples. And it's not Naples, Florida, but Naples, Maine. Yeah, exactly, Bill. And I'm glad you're back again. Thank you. Practice done. Thank you for being here yesterday, uh, all day. Practice is done. Qualifying is done. All we need to do is line them up and race them for 150 laps. And Derek Nealon is here. And, And the reason that I brought him up here, Huge, is this is a guy that not only has a lot of racing experience behind the wheel, but he also has racing experience behind the microphone as he is the spotter on NASCAR Sundays for Kyle Busch, who happens to be the winner this past weekend uh, out in St. Louis. So first of all, Derek, congratulations on that. That is a big win for you, the team, and Kyle Busch and everybody associated. First off, thank you guys for uh, for having me. I'm glad it's uh, finally race day. I've been looking forward to this since uh, since I circled it on the calendar back in January. And um, you know, you obviously talked me into coming here last year, and I'm so glad I did. And uh, like I told you, you know, this winter my plan is to come back here for hopefully years to come. I think you know we talked uh, yesterday before practice that um, it doesn't matter if I finish first or, or 30th. That I plan to keep coming back. This is a great place. And uh, yeah, you touched on Sunday. That was that was phenomenal. Um, you know, we were we were pretty dominant most of the day. Um, obviously, it was a track that was pretty hard to pass, but um, they made they made good adjustments. Kyle was obviously awesome behind the wheel like he is each and every week, and um, just fortunate to be where I'm at. You know, I think we would be remiss if we didn't say, okay, he just said Derek is his what? His spotter. What, what is that? So let's, let's make sure people know what it is you do on race weekends when you're not driving a super late. You only do that a couple of times a year. Yeah, four. The rest of the time, yeah, only four times, twice here at the Berlin Raceway. The rest of the time, you're on the radio talking to Kyle Busch. That has to be an experience, but what is a spotter? What do they do? Yeah, I think uh, for, for any of the fans out there that are um, you know, that, that go to the track or if they're watching on TV, you, you, know, you have the start-finish line, you know, behind the start-finish line where the flagman is, you have the grandstands where the fans sit above that at most places, not every track, but you have the, uh, the sweet boxes, and then on top of that is normally where at, you know, about 85% of the tracks we go to that you can uh, you can find us standing up there against a against a chain link fence, um, talking to our drivers. So there's uh, one spotter per organization. When we do go to road courses like we do this weekend, we'll have uh, multiple spotters because we can't see it all. Um, but you know, just letting them know uh, what's going on around them. Everybody thinks it's kind of like an inside outside clear, but uh, you know, try to paint a picture on where other guys are running if they're finding speed and um, you know making other things work. When we come to pit road, it's it's now that they have digital dashes. It's it's you know different pages to try to maximize your speed on pit road so there's uh there's it's a lot that goes easy. into it it's not easy no i mean it is, i mean it's not easy no but uh i've been doing it for so long now that's just it's a second nature but you do it for kyle bush and love him or hate him this is a nascar hall of famer but the reason i bring this up and and maybe share that much of a story kyle bush is not the easiest person to be on the radio with is he <laughs> You know, people say that, and um, he's been unbelievable to me. I know, I know. At some point, it's going to happen where he's he's going to get mad, and we'll have a temper tantrum or whatever. But let's be honest. Even when I strap my helmet on my head and I get to race, you know, emotions flare. When it's just a different person when you get that helmet on, and uh, 
you know, stuff happens, but he's, he's treated me great. And, uh, you know, as long as I, as long as we keep an open book of communication, I don't see, uh, I don't see any issues going down the line. All right. You're going to be strapping your helmet on here in just a couple of minutes and we get ready to go with the money in the bank. 150 Berlin Raceway coming up tonight, 630. Yes, there are still tickets available. Bill, you know that. Um, what do you anticipate? The car looked good yesterday. Um, but I think it's also fair for people to know that, you know, like you said, you don't, you don't do this every weekend, like a um, uh, a Derek Griffith that's up there from your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. way up on the eastern seaboard. Um, there are plenty of guys down there. Bubba Pollard, everybody knows Bubba that follows this series. This guy races week in, week out. You don't. Um, what makes this track special? And what are your thoughts going into it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, this, you know, this place, like I said, is it's just super difficult, but it's it's fun. It's a driver's track. There's multiple lanes you can move around to try to find speed, try to find grip when you get those long green flag runs. And like, like you touched on, obviously, I don't get to race very often, but I don't like to use that as an excuse if I don't run well. Um, but the way I look at it is, is you're not going to get better if you don't get more seat time, and you're not going to get better unless you got, you're racing good guys. And obviously, with my schedule, I'm only able to run a, a few races so uh, i i go and, and run the ones that i can run and uh, uh hope, you know like i said hopefully i just keep slowly getting better and, and i give myself better chances for for better finishes you mentioned uh four times on the short track every year and then the spotter on the big boy track when you're sitting there spotting and you're thinking about your four races. Do you have those dreams of one day being uh, on the circuit as an NASCAR driver? That's a great question. I, I definitely used to. Um, you know, I, I obviously when I was a kid, and even when I first got into spotting, um, you know, at about 19 or 20, I still had that dream of hopefully someday, whether it's one race in, in trucks or one race in Xfinity or one race in Cup or something, be able to do that. But um, you know, I, I I love spotting now. I know it's you know, I know it's my home. I know it's my job. Um, I mean, obviously, if that opportunity ever came, I would never turn it down. But I don't think any driver would. So he's not 18 anymore. So yeah. it's getting younger. We talked about that last yeah. year of both races and both of our statewide broadcasts here, Jeff. That the age is getting younger. These guys are oh, coming yeah. in like you know young major league baseball I mean, players. I'm going to be 37 in a week and a half. What an old man! Don't, don't let the don't let the hat <laughs> fool you. There's plenty of gray under there. So yeah, they, that's the case. I mean, good, bad, or otherwise, if you're not. 14, 15, 16, uh, and out here, Bill, at Berlin, contending to win, you, you don't have a shot to race against Kyle Busch on Sunday anymore. I mean, you, you just you have to be in it. You have to grow up in it. You have to stay committed to it. You were for a long time. You got out of it for a long time. And then what made you? They built this car. Uh, you watched them last, uh, last year, Bill. That car that he ran here last year, was built purposely your first race Mm -hmm. in it was here yep what made you decide to i mean this level racing is not cheap what made you decide to get back in it after being away for so long Uh, i mean i think it just got to the point to where you know let's be honest when you become a grown-up you have bills and when you get bills paid off and and you're sitting in a good spot um you know, everybody has a hobby, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I, or, or fortunately, I should say, uh, obviously, my hobby is, is racing. It's very expensive, but um, I had a good opportunity to, to build a good car and uh, and have one of my own instead of doing like a rental style deal. And 
I'm glad I did. All right, Naples, Maine, one last question, because there are people listening to you around the state of Michigan here on The Huge Show that have never been here. You have four races on your schedule. Two of them are the Berlin Raceway. What is it about this racetrack that makes load up, drive here for 16 hours, spend three nights on the road or hotels that, you know, that somebody that's on the east side of the state or right down the street, huge, that has never been here. What are they missing? What makes this place attractive to you? Uh, the people, the uh, the people, the organization, the, you know, the track, the facility. This place is top notch. You pull in, it's it's beautiful. Grandstands, you get inside the track and, you know, the like I said, the stands are beautiful. They have the suites. They've got a cool, a neat little bar. Um, it's a very family friendly um like i said i, I get treated like I'm a, I'm a local guy i feel like every time i come and you know obviously having my my uh, personal friendship with with jeff here doesn't hurt so um like i said i plan on coming for uh you know years to come real quick though for anybody says anything else or, or, or i have to get done how about carson host of our last week from michigan you know, doesn't come from a bunch of money or a bunch of sponsors or whatever. Got an opportunity in that seven car. Granted, some stuff happened or whatever, but did an awesome job. Am I wrong? He yeah. did great. Yeah, That's we had awesome. a chance to cool talk to, to him yesterday. And, he, he's uh, a rising star. I think he's a future. He's, um, he is. He's, he's going to be in the sport for a long dominator. time. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Neeland, Naples, Maine. All the best as we get ready to go here tonight. Thank you so much. If you guys are around and uh, and you can get to the track, you guys are going to see a great show. So um, if you don't have tickets, please come. Uh, 6.30 uh, race time. Correct, 6.30. 6.30, Berlin Raceway in Marne, just west of Grand Rapids. For anybody listening on our flagship station, 96.1, the game or online at thehugeshow.net or on the iHeart app from Naples, Maine. Mm. The colder Naples, not Naples, uh, Florida. My man, good luck Thanks so uh, much. tonight, and we'll talk to you I got soon. some work to do, but looking forward to it. Big. Bad. Huge.